Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Service. We are live. Here it is, July 24th, 2022. And today we're going to be talking about a handful of things. I want to let everybody get in here. I've got something really cool we've been working on called the Elephant Challenge the last week. Something that kind of popped up middle of nowhere, wasn't planning on it, kind of went crazy. And uh, we've had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, for any of those that are just hearing about this for the first time, the TV show that I'm on, A&E, has extended the TV show all the way through September. And because of that, I will not be able to do the challenge with Robin until October. So instead of me waiting all the way till October and having Robin wait all the way until October, I decided I'm going to do a little two-week challenge to get some momentum for her and build that up for her. So what we've done recently is on Monday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day this last week, we have been attracting about an average of 1,500 people per day to the Elephant Challenge. The Elephant Challenge has been a blast. Oh, my gosh. We have had so much fun. We also got the Guinness World Record Committee involved. We are going to break a world record on Wednesday for submitting 966 offers in one day as a group. So we will be doing that on Wednesday. Any of you guys that are coming into the Elephant Challenge, make sure you have that link. I will share that link. Cody, what is up, bro? It looks like we're talking about profit first today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you? I'm good. How's the internet connection at your new at your spot? Did you guys figure out hardwire yet? Um, no, the guys uh, painted right over where they're supposed to uh, actually install it. So not yet. I love it. That's awesome. Well, um, I'll take the first couple of minutes and we'll jump into this. Guys, tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Arizona time, we will be doing the final week of the Elephant Challenge. Now, I'm going to tell you guys why I call it the Elephant Challenge. Not everybody has been in the Elephant Challenge. But I look at real estate as this big, massive elephant, right? When you stand next to real estate, you feel like it's this big, daunting creature. It is so big. It is so massive. There are so many different ways to succeed. There's so many different people teaching every which way to succeed. And the reality is they all work, right? Every single way that you hear about on YouTube or in books or at seminars or wherever, they all work. The challenge is what works for you, right? What works for your situation, your budget, your experience level, et cetera. And so I always tell people, how do you take down an elephant? How do you eat an elephant? Well, you do it one bite at a time. We all know how the old adage goes. So what we did in the elephant challenge is we focused on the four main legs that the elephant stands on. The first most important things that you got to take down first in order to take that elephant down to the ground. Number one has been find opportunities. Find opportunities. Number two, learn how to comp. Learn how to underwrite. Learn how to value properties, etc. Number three, find buyers. And then number four, understand the vernacular. In fact, today, I spent most of my morning teaching people about purchase and sale agreement, assignment contracts, how to assign a contract, walking you through the actual paperwork. We did that today, and it was absolutely epic. So tomorrow, we are getting back into it. We are going to show you how to submit an offer to an agent in an on-market scenario. We will actually be showing that to you guys tomorrow, okay? So that Elephant Challenge went on for a week. Um, if you guys come in and join the Elephant Challenge, the link to it is right here. I'll give it to you guys one more time. 6.30 p.m. Arizona time, right after a wholesale hotline. I will be doing probably three hours on Zoom and on YouTube Live where we will be talking about how to submit offers. The main goal is we are going to submit those offers on Wednesday. There's our, I already see people submitting offers in the challenge and that's really awesome and people are locking up deals and that's awesome. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be locking up more uh, or sending out more offers. So Wednesday, as a collective group, we are going to be sending out those offers and then we're going to finish out the week super strong. We are going to launch 
a monthly challenge inside of the free Creative Finance with Pace Morby Facebook group. It's going to be three days. We now have a, a new Facebook manager named Carly, and Carly is going to be helping us run this challenge. I will be actually running it myself all three days every single month where you, if you are brand new, you will be paired with sub two students. You will be paired with transaction coordinators. You will be paired with Gator lenders. You will have an accountability group that has every resource available to you so that when you go out and you make an offer, you have somebody that can help you out with the paperwork. You have somebody that can help you out with the lending and you have somebody that can help you take down the deal, talk to the seller, and maybe even sell it off to a buyer. It is absolutely epic what we are doing and I'm super excited about sharing that with you guys. We have not come up with the name of the, the future challenge right now. We're just calling it the elephant challenge. It will change. Um, it will be something monthly. The goal this coming Wednesday is that 966 of us, why is it 966? Well, because when we made the announcement that we were going to do it all on Wednesday, the, the amount of people in Zoom with us was 966 people. And I said, there's no reason that everybody in this Zoom should not be able to submit their first, second, third, fifth, 50th offer by Wednesday and do it all in conjunction with each other. We are going to be doing that on Wednesday. Now, the goal is August 18th, 19th, and 20th of next month, I will be running a much shorter version of this challenge. And the goal is for us to submit 2,000 offers in one day and annihilate our old world record. So I hope you guys are all up for that challenge. We will be doing this tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Arizona time. Right after Wholesale Hotline, we will be teaching you how to submit offers. The Zoom link is in the side chat. Please share it. Please make sure everybody has it. We want to get as many people in that challenge as humanly possible. So, Cody, I saw somebody up here a little, uh, a couple minutes ago said, um, profit first changed my life. So, the topic of the day is profit first. And how do we actually manage our money? How do we flow our money? Um, I also had somebody DM me today and said, Pace, nobody ever talks about what to do with your taxes in real estate. It's like it's a secret. And I was like, have you read Profit First? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about Profit First today. What is Profit First, Cody? And what is the basic rundown? And then we'll open it up to Q&A. Yeah, for sure. So um, a lot of people when they hear Profit First, um, as far as my understanding is people have said, well, what is it just about making your business just about profit and not about the people or the service or the thing that you're doing? And while yes, profit's important, the premise of the book, and it's by Mike Michalowicz as well, for those that are listening in and wondering, what is this book? Where, where do I, you know, where do I find it? You can go on Amazon, uh, just type in profit first, just type in Mike, you'll be able to find it. His last name's hard to spell. But Anyway, so essentially what Profit First is, is a money management system for your business. Just like you should have some sort of strategy that you're sticking to on your personal finances, you should definitely have a strategy that you're following in your business. And so essentially what Profit First is, is a model where it helps the average or that, that common entrepreneur where they have this syndrome of let me just you know reinvest into the business let me just you know make more money and then reinvest it all into the business reinvest it all into the business and where a lot of entrepreneurs do that and they get themselves to a point where their operating expenses are so high cuz they're just reinvesting so much and not really caring out what are those actual investments doing? And then they're also not taking regular pay out of their business on a monthly basis, not taking profits on a quarterly basis. And so Profit First essentially helps you establish what is the cadence of our money flow going to look like within our business? You know, how, how much are the owners going to get paid on a monthly basis? What are our operating expenses? How do I understand uh, you know, how to manage those expenses. And so from everything A to Z, when it comes to business finance, it's really compiled it together really well within that book. And it gives some good baby steps as well for those that are brand new and just getting started with, with their business and how to, how to manage the funds. I love it. So guys, I can tell you as a business owner, one of the biggest challenges is when you bring money in, people don't know how to utilize that money. 
and they don't know how to either reinvest it, which is what most investors do with 100% of the money. In fact, Cody and I did that for a while and we were standing there saying, man, what the heck? We're not like, why do we not have any money? We know we're doing deals. But and there's money coming in the account. But why have we not taken a paycheck in four months? Cody, what was going on? Um, what was that three years ago, roughly when that was going on? Why was that happening? Yeah. So essentially, you know, Pace and I had the classic syndrome of like, let's reinvest, right? Because it, in in the defense of that strategy that a lot of people try to follow, us included, is you think, okay, if I have this money come in, if I reinvest all of it, it's going to allow me to grow faster. That's essentially what, what people start to think. And that's what we were thinking as well. And so while yes, when you are reinvesting, it does help you grow the business faster. Profit first just essentially helps you understand that even if you're taking a smaller profit or a smaller owner's you know, compensation on a monthly basis, you should be taking it at least with a goal of being able to increase that over time. Even if a lot of your business has to be uh, you know, fed by the money that's coming in, paying yourself something small and then growing it from there and profit first lays out like percentages of you know what what to do with that income but that's really why a lot of people i think fall into that way of managing the company's money is because they think just reinvesting is going to get you there but one of the things that i found is that when you look at a company and all all the money that comes in when you start to scrutinize it a little bit more instead of just you know spending money here and there and not really paying attention to what's happening is as you start to pay more attention, it's kind of like the, the toothpaste effect where when you get a brand new, you know, tube of toothpaste, you know, you're, uh, you don't waste, you're, you're okay to waste as much of it as you want. Like you squeeze it out, you put too much on your toothbrush. Some of it falls into the sink, whatever. Like you use a lot of the toothpaste but then when you get down to the bottom of it you're like twisting it sideways flipping it upside down like squeezing it any which way to get out that toothpaste and that's essentially um, one of the better ways that I've been able to understand and explain like what you're doing when you're following profit first is you're just allowing that all you know not all of it to sit in one account and where you separate it into different accounts that money has a limited amount in that account and there's a purpose to where that money is actually going to be going as well Love that. All right. So we've got a couple of people. I actually shared the link to the live. I know what's going to happen. You're going to get a couple of knuckleheads that come in here and go, hold on a second. Pace wants me to come and watch the live in the background. No, do not click on the link I shared unless you have a question for us. Trey, please turn on your camera so I know you have a camera. I want to bring you on here. I want to have a conversation with you. I'd love to chat with you, but if you don't have a camera, and if you're walking around with your, your camera around, do me a favor and sit down, hold tight. If you walk around with your camera, then people, it really jostles people around. So find a place, sit down, chill. I can't hear you right now. You are talking. I can't hear you right now. But I'm about to bring you on the live in about 30 seconds, okay? Um, so I did share the link with everybody. Please, guys, if you come on here and you have a question, great. But if you don't have a camera, do not come on here. Please do not come on here. Trey, by the way, your your uh, live is freezing. And so I'm kind of hesitant to bring you on here if your live is freezing. Okay. I'm going to give you a chance. If your live is frozen, it's going to be really hard to have a conversation with you guys. Don't be like Cody. Get your internet figured out. All right. Trey is completely frozen. Trey, I would find a place to... Uh, there he is. There he is. Trey, do we have you? Yeah, my signal was very weak out here in Vegas. Uh, my signal was weak, so I'm just trying to make sure I could get on and ask my question. Okay, you're really good right now, so I would suggest not walking, moving around at right. all. I know that's really hard for an alpha male like yourself, like me. I have a hard time not moving. Um, I really genuinely have a hard time not moving, so I understand it'll be hard for you, but your signal is actually really good right now. So, uh, Trey, so you're saying, thank you for the $5, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I spend that $5 on Cody's internet connection. So thank you so much for that. Um, he says two years in no deals really no, need to know what I'm doing wrong. I already know what you're doing wrong. Um, a hundred percent. I know what it always breaks down to the same exact thing. Okay. 
I'm going to list out three things that I hear all the time. You have a lack of, you have a lack of quality conversations on a daily basis. Okay. You have a lack of resources you re you can rely on when you run into a problem, like a, somebody that is in the community that you go, wow, a seller said this, but I don't know how to overcome this. You should be able to call somebody else to overcome that for you. And then C, you just have a lack of leads. Really, all it comes down to is a lack of leads and a lack of personal resources to rely on once you have those leads. Tell me where I'm wrong. Um, so um, don't don't leave, don't leave, the only place that's that might be iffy is the leads, um, software leads, stuff like that, uh, batch, prop stream, other sources. I got a, an abundance of leads. Okay. I, if if I if I need to look up and see whatever is available anywhere, including foreclosures, I got it. That's that's what's like. That's why I that's why I made my post. Like okay, like. Trey, real quick, I just want to I just want to make make a quick point on the on the leads, because when you're talking about like bats leads prop stream, you're talking about records like those are records of data that are then going to allow right. you to get a phone number for that data, right. which right. then could potentially be a lead They're They're, you know, not a lead until, you know, do you know, like, the, do you know what the four pillars are, Trey? And you may be like, dude, I know this, but I just want to no, 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 I'm not I'm not going to do a know it all. Even if I started in 2020, I'm still a novice. But so I can't say what the four pillars are in terms of a lead, whether it's motivation, whether it's some type of seller pain. I, I, I'm not going to go there. So I'm going to let you tell me. I'm going to let you answer that. Yeah, because I'm for looking sure. for so the only reason. Yeah, the, the main reason I wanted to ask Trey is because sometimes, you know, they're you know, people don't always know specifically what the differences are. And so, uh, you know, an actual lead, what we consider a lead is somebody that, you know, they're definitely going to sell. Like they, there's right. motivation there. They have a timeline. They have a price in mind and they have a condition. You know, what, what's the condition of the property? When do they want to sell? They're definitely selling. And you're able to, you know, identify those, uh, those four things. And that would be considered one lead. So what I want to ask you is where you have those records and phone numbers that you can get from those sources, how many people a week are you talking to? So, so that's, that's another thing. So not enough. I do, work day, a like I, do, I, I do work. I do work. I do work a nine to five. Um, I, I get up and I try to work this business. Uh, so on the on, living on the West coast, I do get up and I try to work those leads starting at about 6 a.m. I start my my job, my corporate job at about nine. So I got about three, a three hour buffer in the morning that I work stuff on. I look up leads. I take down phone numbers. If I can, I'll call them. It's not enough. And then after work between. So after 5 p.m. from 5 to 8 p.m., I go back in. I jump in. I start analyzing deals. I start looking for leads. And if I can, I will call them even if it's 7 or 8 p.m. I, I will do that in those two times in the morning, early morning before I do my nine to five and after my nine to five. Maybe that's in a way I'm not going to make that an excuse. It's probably me. No, Maybe no, I need no. Trey, Trey, uh, if you're doing that much work, you should have gotten a deal by now. I, I can tell that's you, why I, have the I could tell you um, a couple of things you're missing. The most important thing in anybody's journey is a community of people that can actually help you. This is why we do so many lives. This is why we have a Facebook group. This is why we have a mentorship. Somebody should be able to get on a phone call with you and help you follow up with your leads and close your deals. Um, it doesn't sound, there's no way you're actually working with a closer if you have leads, but you haven't closed the deal. So I, um, I haven't been that close. I was, I was, I was close on a deal. I, I had one deal under contract, um, but uh, the numbers, the numbers didn't work, meaning that um, it was basically overcomped. I had a deal in Columbus. I live in Vegas. I was kind of do, doing the, like the remote thing. I had a deal in Columbus. Um, um, they were asking for 160. We were thinking that the ARV was closer to 300, but it wasn't, and that deal fell apart. I I, I actually contracted it. I um I put down the earnest money. I had the 10 day due diligence. I was trying to do a wholesale on it, um, but just the 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 ARV wasn't what what it was going to be. I needed to come in at a lower price point to purchase. That was the only the first time I ever came close to a deal that was actually contracted. Um, 
it ended up falling out of contract. They gave me my earnest money back. I stepped away from the game for probably three to six months, something like that. And then now I'm back in it with a full dedication. Like this has to work. I believe it will work. I know it will work. So Trey, did you hear what I was talking about with the um, elephant challenge we're doing to this week? Uh, I was trying to get connected. So not I did, all, all of it. I, I know that you, you, you mentioned some things about like how to approach it, but anyway, I, I, can I can I just say something? Um, so I follow you closely, you, your team, and, and there's a couple of other um, uh, people in this community that I follow closely. Not like um, you know following the shining shining diamonds and things of that sort, but um, I follow you closely. Um, it, for me, like I said, the, one of the questions I was asking is like, okay, where do I settle in? I'm 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 all, I'm all over the place. I'm just going to admit I'm all over the place. Like, okay. Do I look for creative finances? Do I try to do I try to deal with um, these subject uh, two deals? Okay, do so Trey, I, I, Trey, I have the answer for you. Okay, okay, I have the answer for you. This whole last week, we have done nothing but teach people how to comp properly, and we have grouped people into accountability groups. This is nothing. This is free, a hundred percent free, and we've been doing it every day. This coming week. I will simplify your life. You can delete batch leads. You can delete prop stream if you have to. I will simplify your life and I will show you how to make five offers every day in less than three hours every single day. That's all I've read. Really. And, and, and what we're doing is tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Arizona time. 30. I already gave you guys the Zoom link. Who has the Zoom link? Let's make sure everybody has it. 6.30 p.m. Okay, perfect. Get your butt there, Trey, and I'm going to get you connected with some killers in Vegas. And I'll you are going to go to dinner there. with them. They're going to be, be your friends. I'll be you're going to get rid of the, the you're going to get rid of all the things you're spending money on until you get I'll a deal. Um, I'll be there. And the good thing about that, good thing about that is I've, I've eliminated the spending money. I don't spend money um, because I have some of I have some I do have some parts of the community that have allowed me to have access to certain things. That's good. Um, but I do need the community, though. I do need. I, I, I don't have it's me by myself. I'm a one man army and I'm trying to figure this out. With all well, the we're going to figure if you come into the Zoom tomorrow, don't come in on your phone, by the way. Come in on a laptop. No, I, no I'm always on my computer. I was just out having dinner now. So I'm always on my terminal. I don't do phone stuff. Perfect. So come in, come in tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Arizona time. We're going to spend a couple hours together. Just 6, the 6.30, perfect. I'll be there. I'm always there. I, I, follow, I follow you closely. Everything that... But to the best of my ability, everything that you have been able, everything that you teach outside of me really being a part of subject to, I got so much of it. You know, I, I understand a lot of it or some of it. Um, you're, you're missing the most important part of all of this. I, I understand that. I understand that. It is the um, community. If you have no community and you're out there by yourself, you're just like a fart in the wind. I, I get it. I get it. I know, I, I, know it. The, I know the feeling. Cody knows the feeling. We all know the feeling. So that is why tomorrow and through the rest of the week and the evenings, so no, that you're, nobody's nine to five job is going to get in the way. We are all right. squatting up. 1,500 right. people on a free challenge. Right. We're all helping each other out. Sub two students, <laughs> lenders, transaction coordinators, everybody is all together. Can I just ask one more question, though? Sure. So as I'm as I'm as I'm going, I really needed to, and it's so, and I'm so thankful to just be able to talk to you. But as I'm going through this, as I'm building, as I'm as I'm becoming a part of communities and networking and etc. But one of the things that I do know that I need, and I tried to get into when you were doing, when you were standing up Gator Lending from the beginning, from Gator Lending one, two, and three. That's something that I really do. I really am going to need no matter what happens, and I just want to ask like how can i like I, I really need access to that gator lending if i were to get a deal tomorrow and it's a five thousand dollar earnest money i need to say hey per pace give me one of your gator lenders i'm okay with whatever they're trey, charging trey, do i it. don't trey i don't think you're paying attention to me let me say this one more time because i've already answered this question re really clearly and i think it's because you're outside it's really hard okay this last it week you you say you've been paying attention to me this last week, I've spent 25 hours of my life getting my Gator lenders in, my transaction coordinators in, all of my sub two students in, helping everybody that is not a Gator, helping everybody that's not a transaction coordinator, helping everybody that's not a sub two student. So what we're doing is we're creating 50 accountability groups. You will be in one of them tomorrow. And in every accountability group, there are Gator lenders, there are sub two leaders, 
and there are transaction coordinators standing ready, able, willing with money to help you out on your deals. Um, so I saw that and I was a part of uh, a few of those lives. I'm going to let us go. Let's let you get to the next uh, person. I saw a few of those and I just really didn't understand like the whole like, is this accountability stuff or I understand you just answered it. But me on the outside and me by myself, I'm like, is, are these and you're saying, hey, reach out and and connect and and, and uh, squad up and accountability teams and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, is this for me? Like, are they talking to me? Like, I just yeah. want to say, hey, please, somebody just squad up with me. I'm in Vegas. It's not the hottest market, but I'm in Vegas and I'm close to Arizona, California. Like, I'm like, OK, how do I get access to I need that network? So I. I understand and agree with what you're saying okay great perfect then you'll be there tomorrow absolutely appreciate you thank you, you. thank you Trey. you're the best appreciate you're the goat you're the thank goat you, okay. thank you thank All you right. so guys um in in the um elephant challenge this whole entire week remember how i've told you guys multiple times there are people inside the zoom there's people inside the youtube live that feel like we're not talking to them it is our job as leaders in this community to grab them by the shoulder and pull them through because there's people like Trey that once Trey gets on the right path, that dude's going to freaking crush a bunch of deals. So when we're in these Zooms tomorrow and the rest of the week, do not let the Trey's of the world think that we're not talking to them. Is there somebody in this YouTube live right now that thinks we're not talking to you? Yes or no? Okay, and I spent this whole week, guys, I spent literally five hours every day, Monday through Friday. I spent three hours on Saturday and three hours on Sunday. I spent over 31 hours of my life this week and people still don't understand 100% what we're doing. Do not leave a single person behind. We are trying to break a world record. We're trying to change people's lives. Get your ass to the Zoom tomorrow, or I will personally show up on your doorstep and beat your ass. Not really, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. All right? I am talking to every one of you. All right. Bring all of you. Yeah, Robin Hurt. Shout out Robin Hurt. By the way, Cody, I don't know if you know this, but Robin Hurt got her first sub two deal yesterday. She's making $10,000 assignment fee. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Congrats, Robin. She's I guess, the one that I mean, she's the one that closed the deal. Do you even have to Oh, she's, she's got it down. Do you even have to go to Washington anymore? Of course I do. I have to. I pr I promise. I committed. Honor honor thy commitments. That's the eleventh uh, commandment. <laughs> the eleventh commandment. When Moses came down, okay. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, there was an eleventh commandment. It was honor thy commitments. Or maybe is that one of the commandments? I know honor thy mother and father. I always knew that the most important commandment was honor thy mother and father, because if you do honor them, then none of the other commandments are any different. It's literally the same thing. It's just redundancy. Just listen to your parents, daddy, Cody and daddy pace. <laughs> we got you. Okay. Um, Robin hurt does make a good joke. We said, bring your ass to the challenge. She says, but bring the rest of you too. That was really good. All right, so uh, Rob, uh, Aaron Leet sends me a DM today, and he says, I need your help. I, I miscomped a property. I said, who did you verify it with? He's like, nobody. I was like, well, who's the buyer? He's like, I am. I'm like, ouch. Guys, this is going on right now in the cash world. If you guys are buying things for, with cash and planning on fixing and flipping them, the market is softening. Things are changing dramatically. We have quadrupled our inventory in Phoenix, Arizona. We went from about four, um, 5,000 listings. Cody, can you pull up the MLS right now and see how many active listings there are? I already I look every morning now. 18,130 was what it was. Is there any sort of like graph or something that you can go back 90 days on that? 
Uh, I'll, I'll look while, while you're talking. I'll see if I can find something. I would love to see that. Um, guys. Okay. Thank you. My daughter, of course, is down here in her underwear and she is thirsty. This is very important. I'll get you a drink in just a second. While, while Pace is doing that, Aaron, I'm just curious. Was that the Buckeye deal? Um, this is yes. something. It was the, it's Buckeye, the Buckeye deal. deal. Yeah. Why? Why? What do you know about it? I know very little detail, but he posted just like three bits of information in the Facebook group. And I was like looking at it on my phone and I, I think I responded and I was like too tight. Hotel. Like that was like the. That's I'm what like, I told him. I told him it's a hotel. I was like, I, I go, just close it, close it, throw it right on the market. And yeah. he said with hard money, he'll walk out with $6,000 best case scenario. It's That's tight. Not, not ideal. If he sold it, his original comp was 450. The market softened. Now the ARV is not 450 any longer. It's 389 is what he's thinking. It dropped 70 grand. I don't think anything has dropped that much in this market. Okay. In true value. But what has happened is the insatiable buyers have slowed down. Buyer demand is way, way down because they can't afford housing. Okay, this is also why creative finance is going to dominate over the next three to five years, but they have slowed down. Their demand is slowed down. So we went from about three or four months ago, we had about 4,000 listings on the MLS in Arizona okay, or in Phoenix area. We are now at 18,100. We have been more, 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 more. Rick Brand says, Add me, please. Rick Brand, you must have something important to say. What do you have to say, Rick Brand? Jasper, son. Oh, my gosh, bro. I almost want I want to call on you, but I also don't want to call on you. Because you're going to go through 17 things, and I can't get you off the screen. I will get you. Uh, Cody, you find anything? I'm going to see if I could generate a custom report. Nothing that's just like out the box. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. No problem. It. So Aaron, here's, here's what Aaron Leitz is saying. He says, don't make my same mistake in comping properties. Always check the current listings against your subject property, not just the ones that sold in the last 30 days. Super important. It's one of the things we're going to be teaching tomorrow on the elephant challenge is looking at what is active. Okay. And see what things are trending towards. Very important. Very, very important. Okay. Um, he also has $5,000 non-refundable deposit on that property. He had full confidence it was going to be a good deal. And unfortunately, it turned out to uh, have a, you, he bought it right in the middle of the softening of the market. Um, Jay, uh, Charles Southwick, new sub two student out of Idaho. I have an MLS that dropped $75,000 in the last couple of months. Guys, the, here, let me correct this one more time. The real value of properties have, has not dropped in value. The insatiable buyers have dropped and faded away. What has been happening over the last couple of years is buyers are paying well over what houses are worth, okay? Because they're coming in with cash and they don't care what it appraises for. And they've been setting all new appraised values. It's not the real value of the house. Um, it's not sustainable values of the house. So when people say the housing has dropped 75 grand, I'm like, actually, it's just coming back to where it should be, okay? Um, and this is interesting too, okay? So that's another Ingrid thing too. Is, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, as far as uh, when, when people are thinking about like, oh, all this inventory is coming on the market, the same amount of inventory, I was looking back at right about the same amount of inventory is coming on the market back in January, February, March, as there is now, the difference in that inventory that's coming on the market is it's not all being sold. Because what happened was when interest rates were at 3% and then they go to 5%, I think the stat was about 18 million home buyers got wiped out of the buyer pool in the United States. So you wipe out that many buyers and with rates going up just that little bit of an amount, and the same amount of homes are going on the market every single month, your buyer pool is just, you know, it's went down significantly. So, you know, that that's where also, you know, when we're talking about like prices adjusting, like prices haven't really adjusted here in Phoenix because there, there's still a demand for the houses. It's just now the supply is starting to get a little bit more normal. It's 
still low inventory, but it's just getting a little bit more normal. A um, couple of questions about the Zoom link for tomorrow. Um, yes, anybody can share it. This is free. We're not charging for it. It's not an air meet, so it does get packed out. Here's here's the challenge with that um, Zoom, guys. When we do an air meet, it costs us a lot of money, okay? Um, like thousands of dollars to do an air meet. In Zoom, it costs us barely, basically nothing. The problem is it, get packed, it gets packed out at 1,000, okay? So make sure you are there waiting to come in. Otherwise, you'll have to go into the overflow on YouTube Live. We've been hovering somewhere around three, 400 people on YouTube Live the last couple of, uh, last several days. Um, I'm just tuning in for the first time. How would I go about catching up on info to get going? Go into tomorrow's challenge at 6.30 p.m. Go into tomorrow's challenge at 6.30 p.m. Everybody, I don't care if you're new. I don't care if you're old. 6.30 p.m. Arizona time. Get into the challenge. The Zoom link is right here on the screen. It's also in the side chat in every one of our channels that we are streaming to. Please, I swear there's a conspiracy. People get in front of me and they're all DMing each other and they go, let's ask questions that pay so clearly de like described 18 times and let's just test his patience. Guys, you will never crack my resolve. I will always beat you. Ed Ed Eduardo Mello, I had to call on you because you look like a, you look like you're just having a good time over there. Eduardo, please turn off your live stream that you're listening to while simultaneously. Okay, please turn off your, your wife is watching us. You're watching us on some sort of computer. I'm going to unmute you in just a second when you have your face pointing towards the camera. Okay. Amy says, put some clothes on. I don't mind you being naked. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Okay. I will be removing him. Okay. The other people that are in the side chat, the only person that's intelligent about turning on their camera, you're probably all intelligent human beings, but Jasper is the only one that understands this. He sits there patiently with his camera on so I can see him ready to pounce. Jasper, what do you have hey. for us today? Okay. I'll make it quick. So no, I know you, you won't. Don't start with that because you won't make it quick. Don't disappoint the people. Okay. So I am currently talking to a lead who is under foreclosure, but, and so I, I'm getting Kevin's help on this, but I just wanted to know something. And I think it'd be helpful for everyone is this house is, I'm having a tough time finding comps for this house because there's nothing like it because it's a 5,000 square foot, I think 5,300 square foot house when everything else is like in the 2000 square foot house area. We call those so, McMansions. They built a weird mansion style house in a normal people neighborhood. Yeah. And so um, I'm, it has like a, already a game room, like a movie room. So I was thinking it could be a potential like, I don't know, um, hybrid or like just straight sub to Airbnb thing. Um, but what would people do in a situation where it's hard to find an ARV? That's definitely a Cody question, not a pace question. Um, my first instinct is I don't really like messing with McMansions. That's literally, as you started describing that, then I'm going to make a guess that it was, it was a normal 2000 square foot house. And then like the homeowners got carried away, just adding on a bunch of weird ass rooms to it until they got this like Frankenstein property at that's 3000 more square feet. Like the, and, and so the reason that I'm saying that is honestly, if you're going to take it down creatively, just make sure it cash flows, right? I mean, do your best on what you can give. Worst case scenario, you can hire an appraiser during the process. Like if you go under escrow and you're really, and you're going to be the one taking it down, you can hire an appraiser to get an actual appraised value because the, the reality is you're not going to be able to comp it really well with all of the other homes being so different. And, and, and it depends on the quality of the work too. Cause typically, you know, on, on a lot of those where there's this, all these big additions and, and it doesn't really fit the neighborhood. A lot of times it's, 
you know, seeing if it's permitted, like there's a lot of things you want to look into on that deal. But if you can buy it creatively, like sub two, or you could buy it on a seller carry and you can make sure it's going to cash flow, then, you know, I wouldn't say it's a bad one. But as far as like me looking at that is like a potential fix and flip, I'm not even really going to look at it because I know I'm not going to be able to know with a fact of what this thing's going to sell for when I go to resell it. Um, so that that's just been the way that we've looked at properties like that. If you can get it creatively, great. But if not, I, you know, you can lock it up at a price that you think makes sense and try to sell it if that's what your intention is. But typically I just pass on those. Yeah. I think, um, I was thinking of getting it either, um, creatively cause it is in foreclosure and he's 40 K in arrears. Okay. Um, so I would get it creatively in and Ohio. To... No, it's in, uh, Oklahoma. Same thing. I think I th actually think Oklahoma is the state capital of Ohio, to be honest. And the value of that entire property is $32,000. How are they in arrears? 40 grand. <laughs> so, I mean, the other comps in the area, um, like the regular four bed, three bath are like selling for, you know, around like 300. So, um, I mean, they, they had it, I think they have a mortgage of like 220 total. Okay, great. What, what can we call them? Um, uh, I don't know if it's pretty late over there. It's like nine forty-one, but I can. That didn't stop me from calling your last seller. That's true, but he was more desperate. He had a tax sale going on. Um, okay. Let me just give him a call. Let, um, I'll type what's what's holding you guys up from getting the contract on this, Jasper? The comps. Um. So I was talking to Tevin. Shout out to Tevin, by the way. Tevin's awesome. Um. I was just holding on Tevin to help me underwrite this as like a kind of, uh, you know, to seller finance, um, Airbnb kind of thing. And he was a little busy today, so he's going to help me tomorrow morning, but I just wanted to yeah. hop on and see what I could do. But, um, that's yeah. what, that's, what, that's the only play here. I think Cody is a hundred percent right. Stay away from McMansions. I get people that send me stuff all the time. They're like, Pace, I got this $1.2 million house. I'm like, bro, that better be a creative finance deal that can cash flow heavy on Airbnb. Otherwise, stay away from it. If you've got an outlier house, do not buy it cash, especially in a downward trending market. Okay, so yeah. Jasper, what does the seller want to walk away with? What does he want? So um, my understanding was he wanted 300K, but I don't think the numbers are going to work at 300K because um, I looked at Ventometer and I think the average and then the median rent price for like a four bed, three bath in that area was going for average was 2K, median was 2175. And so, um, and then I think the monthly payment on it was 1500 um, on it. That's including principal, taxes, and insurance. Okay. So, again, you're doing the right thing, Jasper. You're utilizing a sub two student, Tevin Moxum. Mm -hmm. Um, and you need to have him underwrite it as an Airbnb and see what the potential income is at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Even if the seller wants $300,000, why not give him $300,000? Just structure it in a way that you can still cash flow and not have to put a bunch of money down or sell that thing on a wrap. That's a wrap deal, dude. That's a wrap. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I would look at it as wrap. a wrap. And then just another quick tip when you're looking at rents, and you're, you know, uh -huh. looking at it as something that's going to be a buy and hold. See if you can have an agent in the area. Look at what the rents are on the MLS. A lot of times, rentometer mm -hmm. can vary a lot, and I, I would hate to see you like lose another deal in the future because you thought the rents just weren't significant enough. Um, so I, I, I would definitely have someone that's local to that area give you um, proper feedback on what the rent rates are going to be on that one. I actually, okay. um, someone, I'm not going to. I'll call him out. Derek Barton sent me a deal. Um, my cousin with the same last name as me, but not really my cousin. He sent me one and he was like, yeah, the rents are like a, a thousand a month. And I'm like, dude, the rents are like 1800 a month. Like that thing would cash flow fine. <laughs> and it's just like some of these data sources, when we look at like rentometer and, and these different things, um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, you look at some of those algorithm forming things for rentals. And, and a lot of times I found that they're not as accurate. Got it. Jasper. Mm -hmm. Good job.
Jasper is awesome. <laughs> his you can tell you can tell how much easier his life is when he can rely on a sub two student. It's absolutely amazing. Why is yeah. your name pink, bro? That's your choice. Okay, <laughs> like love is love. It, don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh, Ingrid does have a really good point here. Yeah. Cody, our, our property manager, do we call them on our rent stuff? Yes. Like literally when we're in escrow to buy a property that we're going to be renting, I look and I know a general idea of what it's going to rent for, but they're turning rentals constantly and they're seeing what the changes are that are happening on a monthly basis with properties. So if you call a local property manager too, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to help you out. You may have to call a couple of them because they're a little bit slow at responding at times, but property manager is going to be able to give you really good data on, especially if they're local and that's a specific area that they focus in. Love that. Um, can everybody do me a favor? Um, because you know, there's somebody in here, uh, Camilla says almost 600 mother in here and, and people aren't smashing that like button. We got 634 people on the live right now, Sunday night at 8 PM proud of you guys. There's somebody on the East coast. It's basically midnight for them. Thank you guys for showing up. Here's what I want you guys to do. You won't smash the like button. Cause if you were, you would have already done it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to, um, type in hashtag nine, six, six. That's what I want. I want to see how many people are coming to help us break the world record on Wednesday. Lucas Burnett says he has a question. Well, Lucas, I would love to have you come on the live I did give the link away. Okay. Please type in hashtag 966. I'm actually curious how many people don't know what hashtag means. I met somebody yesterday that didn't know what forward slash meant. This is a test, guys. If you can't type in hashtag 966, that means uh, YouTube or Facebook will actually kick you out. So far, so good. I'm liking <laughs> this. This is looking good. Elephant 966. Jaden Rose doesn't know how to do uh, hashtags. We caught you. We caught you, Jaden Rose. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited about this dude. Bro, legit. Guinness is showing up on Wednesday. That's great. When oh, I started hearing about that, I'm like, what the hell's going on with this? <laughs> you know, just crazy stuff happens during the week. I had the week off from the show. I was supposed to speak in I was supposed to speak at the War Room Mastermind yeah. with uh, Roland and Steve and something happened. I couldn't make it. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to spend my week this week giving to the public and we're going to come up with some really cool challenge. And we've had a lot of fun. Basically, just been teaching people how to comp deals um, and teaching people how to submit offers to direct agent. So it's been a lot of fun. Today, I talked about for three hours, I was like, here's what a wholesaler does. Here's what a transaction coordinator does. Here's why you need a gator lender. Here's what um, the paperwork looks like. Here's a wholesale contract. Here's And I walked through the wholesale contract and I walked through the assignment contract and people's minds were like, <sighs> and sometimes we forget like what it was like when we were brand new. And we are like, oh, we just assume our yeah. audience knows everything. But we forget that there's a lot of people that are just coming in here. Look at all these people. Pace, you got stuck doing creative finance. Yeah, that was something that... Yeah, I did, actually. I, I was just going to say that uh, Matt and I were having a conversation on Friday where he's like, you know, it gets it gets repetitive sometimes talking about like some of the same things over and over with, you know, within like real estate to investors. And, you know, it's like that same song and dance. And, you know, it, it can be repetitive. And But I think the thing about it is, the comedians that are the best in the world, like Kevin Hart, you know, going out and performing, he's going and telling the same jokes at different stadiums in different cities, weekend after weekend. You know, the the um, Heil and I went a couple weeks ago and saw Machine Gun Kelly, and it was his 22nd show on his tour. And it's like he came and sang the same songs, you know, 22 times in a row over the last couple, you know, last month or so. And it's like that. That's really what true you know success and mastery looks like is you know it's being able to continuously do those things and like sharing that that same same song and dance but it's different people are listening and so you know people are at different spots in their journeys and you know that's why we we have to continue going back to the basics yes 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 larry parsons thank you so much he's been so supportive i love seeing him in the comments thank you for the dollar 99 
I think that might be enough money. We've raised enough money between Aaron Leitz, Larry Parsons, and a couple of other people tonight that we can fix Cody's Wi-Fi sometime next week. So thank you guys for the donation. Um, as you guys can tell, Cody is struggling financially. So not really. How's that new Mercedes, by the way? That thing is sick. I like it. It's super comfy. It's super, super comfy vibes. I feel like I'm like driving a boat and it's just like, it has like seat massagers. So it's like, I'm, I'm vibing with it for sure. Definitely different than, than the it. sports car than the Porsche, but it's a, uh, it's a vibe. Well, now you've got, um, you know, you're, uh, what are you 27 now? I'm 28. Okay. Now you're 28. This is what happens. You can't drive sports cars anymore. You have to have luxury sedans. You're too old, yeah. bro. It's Which getting, Mercedes getting did you old. get, Cody? Tell us all about it. Uh, it's a S65 AMG with a Rentec uh, package tune. So it's like 700 horsepower V12. It's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. we did. I comfy. did talk so to everybody about this. I went and visited the house that I oh, tried to did? get you to buy today oh, i was like i wish i could i go i don't know guys he'll he'll go drop a 180 grand on a car but he won't go buy this house it's the house is so sick you could you could throw yeah, rocks is. literally to my backyard it is it is super sick <laughs> and then and then i saw on your instagram today that you rolled up to your house and there's a falcon in your driveway eating a pigeon dude isn't that insane yeah it was like something out of like Jurassic Park. Hyel <laughs> calls me. She's coming home yesterday and she's like, Cody. And I'm like, what? It's like, she answered. I answered and she was all concerned. I'm like, oh my God, like something happened. Is she getting a car accident? Like what, what just happened? And she's like, Cody, come outside. Come out. I'm like, what do you, why, why <laughs> I got to come outside? And she's like, there's a, there's a Falcon in our driveway. And I'm like, the Falcon in the driveway. Like, what are you talking about? And so I, I actually pulled it up on our, uh, cause we have a camera out front and I pulled it up on my phone cause I, I didn't believe her honestly. And there's a straight up Falcon just devouring a pigeon and literally, literally in the middle of our driveway and things big beefy boy too. It looked like a freaking pterodactyl dude. Thing was massive. So this is going to be a horrible image probably to be able to see. Let's see. Yeah, that's not going to work, but that was on, I took a picture on the, the video camera, but yeah, it's, wild <laughs> that was wild and i was like i was surprised that the falcon wouldn't move for hyel when she like pulled up to the house so falcon's like nope i'm eating this bird you can wait dude yeah <laughs> mr kihano thank you for the 99 cents bro i know that i could afford a, my i could probably pay for my power bill if i lived in albuquerque but here in arizona that's definitely going to get me two apple pies at mcdonald's so thank you for that and Charles Southwick, thank you for the 20 bucks. I legit will donate all of this to Cody, okay? Uh, Cody, you're, you did not get the coupe. You got the sedan. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I got, a, I got the sedan. It's yeah, dope. Bro. Um, you're getting old, dog. You're getting old. Tyler, Tyler said it's pronounced Porsche. I know it is. I just never, I just never say it right. So uh, I'm not a true car fan, I, I suppose. How is the house, though? Sorry, I know we're on a tangent now, but what, how is the house? The thing is super sick. They, the, here's the thing that's funny is I was texting Jerry cause I'm going to go stay up and I'm going to take my Airstream from Arizona up to uh, Montana and I'm going to leave it there because I'm, I'm, I've been talking about buying a lake house or a, a river house for literally two years. That'd be awesome. And I was like, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm literally taking my Airstream and my F-150 and I'm leaving them up in Montana and it's going to force me to find a place that I have to park it. So I'm going to get I was telling Molly, I'm like, I'm just going to buy a, corp a corporate mountain house. Anybody from the company can go use it anytime they want. It's time. I'm going to get something on a body of water. It might cost me a couple million. I don't know. But uh, Jerry and I are going to hang out for a whole week, go visit Ken McElroy and Brandon Turner and uh, Coeur d'Alene. Steve Harwood from PCS is flying in. We're going to hang out and just have a good time. And um, the uh, Montana is going to be super dope but i was texting jerry and i was like i i go dude give me a week or two on this house I, i'm gonna try and convince cody to buy it and he goes dude we just raised the price a quarter million dollars i'm like wait what everybody else is lowering their price he's like yeah but because we're offering seller finance where it's we're being like inundated with offers and so that goes to tell you something 
It's not that the buyers are gone. It's that the buyers can't afford 8% interest on a two, $3 million house. And so what they're doing is they're offering seller finance terms, but they're, they raised the price $250,000 and relisted it. I saw that. I saw it went from 2.25 to 2.5. Yeah. Interesting. Seller finance dominating right now, which is great. Really, really good. Um, Daniel Quijano, if you want to come hang out in Montana, bro, you are one of the very, very top favorite people in my life. You are more than welcome to come hang out. We'd lo I'd love to have you up there in Montana. And any of, any of the mastermind students are welcome to take the mountain house once we buy it. We don't own it yet. I don't even know it. I've been looking for the last couple of weeks. So if you are a mastermind student, keys are yours. What okay, area of uh, Montana? I'm either think it's either going to be Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, on Ooh, the on dude Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I was me and Hyo were looking at those. I mean, you can they're I think a little bit more reasonable there too than in some of the areas in Montana. You can get a six spread for like a million and a half there. You want to see that? You want to see the house that I was looking at? Yes, I do. Okay. Here, I'll, sh I'll, I'll show you guys. We'll, we'll pull it up. You guys will get, get a little kick out of this. Honestly, this is I think Coeur d'Alene, Idaho would be a great choice. Yeah, I've been, I've been working what, on it. So got? here we go. I got a couple of great opportunities for you. Let me pull it up. People are like, aren't we supposed to be talking about, um, Profit guys, first. you know what? That's the beautiful thing about our podcast is that we get to talk about what we want. Okay. So right here, you can see I've already looked at these properties. No, that's not it. Right here. This is the one. No, that's not the one. Where is it? Where is it? And Profit First allows you to buy these properties because you're managing your company's money the correct way. That is correct. Uh, let's see. I, had, I wanted at least a couple of acres and yes a lot size there it is i i added a couple acres and i found one that's 19 acres that could be it no it is what the heck oh here it is nope that's not it either don't worry I'm, i'll find it don't worry You'll be amazed. You'll be like, yes, buy that right now. Ooh, yeah, while you're while you're doing that. So Mike says, what is the profit first setup for the actual holding company? So I mean, there's there's your corporate structure, and then there's like how you set up your bank accounts essentially. So there's what we look at when you know initially establishing profit first is you have an income account where all the money goes into when you receive money. Then you have uh, so all the money goes in there, and then as the money comes in, then you're moving it based on the percentages of the allocations. And so uh, in the book, it goes through it, but essentially you're going to have an operating expense account. So all of your money that's going to be an operating is going to go in there to operate the business. Then you're going to have an owner's compensation account and your owner's compensation. What that's specifically there to do is to be paying you a reasonable salary on a monthly basis so that you're receiving monthly income consistently as your business has ups and downs on the profit side. And then that leads me to the next account, which is your profit account. And so that's where your aspirational money comes from. Like your owner's comp account for when you're utilizing profit first is really there to pay you, you know, just a monthly income. Um, that's a consistent thing. And then all of the money that goes into the profit account gets paid out quarterly. And that's the aspirational money that from you being a good business owner and making the company profitable that quarter, you get to take that profit distribution at the end of the quarter. So we have an income account that the money goes into, then it rolls either into the operating expense account, the, uh, owner's comp account, the profit account, or the final one, which is the tax account. Um, and it goes over in the book based on like what revenue range that your company's doing on what percentages that you should allocate to those. And also what to do if you're in the situation where you're like, oh my gosh, most of my money goes to my operating expenses. There's not much left over. What to do in that situation as well. Dude, what the freak? It's like the house sold. It's like right here. Look up pendings too, maybe. I just did. I just switched oh. to the pending. I just added uh, pending and under contract. There's no way it's a sold comp. 
Don't tell me you sold it. It's 19 acres right on the crest of the hill, and it's in like it's heavily forested. Yeah, keep and, looking. You're good. You're good. I'll answer the questions on profit first. Okay, um, cool. So Mike's saying, I understand that flows up to the holding company, which only owns the ownership. I was curious how the bank accounts work. So that's specifically how they work. Like I go into Chase Bank. I'm looking at my income account. I look at the OPEX account, operating expenses. I look at the owner's compensation account. I look at the profit account and I look at the tax account. Those are the accounts that are there. And so that money, as money's coming in a couple times a month, it's distributed between those accounts. And on a monthly basis, we get paid our owner's compensation. Our taxes are paid out of our business to uh, you know, our, our quarterly taxes that are due or annual based on whatever uh, each of us decide to do. Um, and then profit is just distributed on a quarterly basis as well. So hope, hopefully that, uh, that was able to help on that. Okay. So it, anyway, I've, I, there's a couple of them like right here, like around quarter lane. What I like is like, you've got these neighborhoods that are over here and it's really condensed and you know, you have all the stuff over here, but this is where it's heavily wooded. So you just cross over and you can be in downtown in like less than 10 minutes. That's so dope. I wanted to be somewhere up here and I found one that had 19 acres for like 2 million bucks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, bro. It's so unbelievable. And it has, it's, uh, the house is not on the water, but the property is. And so the house is a little bit further away. And then you just walk down to the dock, which is super cool. And it goes right down into this little uh, cove, which is cool. But then this is where... Um, you ever go on Landwatch, by the way? Landwatch? No. Here, watch. Landwatch is so dope. Check this out. Landwatch is sexy. Ooh. So let's go to Glacier Country. Let's go to check this out. They have something magical on this site. It's called owner financing right here. Boom. Okay. So all this stuff is owner financing up in uh, glacier area. Ooh. Not only do you get, okay, this is what I looked at. I was like, look how cool this would be to like have, this is the main house. This is like 25 minutes from Jerry's house. So you have a main house and then you've, they call it a barn dominium. It's a whole other living quarter, but it's also a barn. It's up on the crest of the hill, but the problem is there's no water, right? So there's tons mm. of water in Glacier, Yeah. right? So if you, if you pull out, there's tons and tons of water in Glacier, but there's not much pro, uh, water around here. So this big old river is basically between, is the halfway point between where Jerry, Jerry lives here in Lake Blaine. So it's about a 25 minute drive or so from that other house. So uh, anyway, I don't know. I, it's not that I want to be next to Jerry. It's that Jerry and I were talking two years. I, I go, Hey, I'm going on an Airstream trip. What, you know, advice do you have for me? He goes, why are you going on an Airstream trip? And I go, because Laura and I want to ultimately end up with a summer home up in like why, uh, Montana or Wyoming, maybe Idaho. And he's like, I'm actually going to, uh, Kalispell right now. And I'm like, I'm going to be in Kalispell in a week. That's where I'm thinking about moving. And he ended up buying two houses on the lake right next to each other. And so I'm going to go park my Airstream at one of them. So I don't know. I Who, who freaking knows? Well, I just want to have something to get the hell out of the summer heat. Yeah. And, just you escape during the summers here for sure. Yeah. Be gone. It was just work there. So yeah. anyway. Um, all right. Here's what, here's what I want to do tonight. I say we end Sunday service. There's something critical and super important. What I want you guys to do is that you guys need to be sharing the Zoom link for tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. We are going to be doing the elephant challenge that has morphed into the hashtag 966 um, offers that we're going to submit on Wednesday. I need everybody there. You're going to learn. Uh, Pace, will you also speak with Lee Arnold when you go to Corlane? No, Lee and I are friendly with each other, but we actually are... Um, we just don't, we just don't talk. It's not that there, there's any problem there. It's just that he has a business he's trying to run and operate um, called Kogo Capital, and he's really smart and one of the smartest guys in the business for sure. Um, but I have not, him and I have not found something to collaborate on um, yet. It doesn't mean that we don't want to. It's just that we haven't found something to collaborate on yet. So, um. The profit, uh, Cody just typed this in. You can get profit first, the main one or the real estate one. Get the real estate one. Uh, Cody Barton and Pace Morby are referenced in that book multiple times, actually. I don't know if you know that. 
Yes, we uh, we made it, and I think we're in like acknowledgments or something. David was telling me. But yeah, oh, the no, real estate one. Chapters. People tag me in it all the time. Oh, yeah, love it. Um, Lori McClellan says replays for the elephant challenge. Um, come to the Zoom tomorrow, and I will give you all the replays for the challenge. Okay. Please come to the challenge tomorrow and um, we will see you guys. Also, there's a lot of people asking about, I'm, I'm giving away a bunch of the Gator training for free. I will give you guys more information about that tomorrow on the live challenge. Cody, do you have anything to say before we wrap up early tonight? No. I mean, get out there, crush it this week. Just take massive action. Join that elephant challenge. Let's get this Guinness World uh, World Record. Just be a, like a falcon devouring a bird in the middle of Cody's driveway. <laughs> Stop at nothing. Be deviated by nothing. Be a falcon. Bye. Oh.